Welcome to this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast, hosted by Jesse Runnels. Um, this week, it will be a solo podcast. Um, hopefully, uh, I get some more interviews that I like doing the interviews. It's fun. It, uh, it's easier for the podcast to go longer, in my opinion, when there's another person talking as well. It, it helps to feed off one another rather than me trying to just talk to myself here in a microphone and hopefully somebody else has listened but we'll see oh man me just singing about that I think it's funny but anyways um I wanted to talk about um so firstly I wanted to talk about um some of my life experiences like you know I was in the military for about six years and I I would say doing those six years has uh, it changed me as a person I was I mean when I was 18 years old, I was very introverted and very not, like, not, uh, I wasn't good at, like, this, like, I don't know, I just wasn't, like, I didn't have all the skills to be a human. I, I mean, I, I mean, not everybody has everything, granted. I still don't have all skills in this world and no one does but I wasn't very good at like talking to people or any of that kind of stuff and I'm glad that the military made me uh, be more talkative and not be as quiet I mean I'm still I still get all quiet around strangers maybe or I don't know like I'm pretty decent now at talking to people, so... I don't know. I'm not, like, an extrovert. Like, people that can just kind of walk in a room and just start talking to everybody all at once. I'm more of a one-on-one type thing with people, and... I don't know. I'm rambling, but that's how this podcast goes. But, um... I also wanted to talk about in the when I was in the Navy that uh my first three years yeah it was about three years I was in Japan and um my whole time I was in in Japan on the ship and when I was on the ship I uh you know went to all different kind of countries around Asia on the carrier that I was on carriers because I went from one carrier to another carrier while I was there but um that's neither here nor there um I want to talk about Japan in general Japan to me was probably one of my most favorite countries in the world um I didn't necessarily like uh other countries that I've been to, but it, I, at the time, I, I should have, 
I think now I would enjoy those experiences more because I would be more present than I am now, like, or than I was then. I wasn't very present. I was more, I don't know, it's very introspective and flawed in my head and all that kind of stuff. But Japan was my favorite country compared to all other countries that I've been to. I never, some people said they've been to Thailand while I was in the Navy, and I never got that chance, but. Japan was awfully cool because you could, uh, you know, you could go to, you could, you didn't have to have a car necessarily. Granted, you could take a taxi and all those sorts of things, but you could, uh, in, in the, in the Navy, when I was in Japan, you could take the, um, you know, the train everywhere, they had a good bus system. Granted, their population's a little lower than ours as a country, and it's not as big of a country as ours, but it's, uh, I mean, it's quite an infrastructure. Uh, Tokyo's highways are, it's a crazy thing to see. They drive on the other side of the road. Um, I remember one time I went to, uh, I think this was towards the end of my tenure there in Japan, I went to a, uh, go-kart track, and it was pretty fun. I didn't necessarily like all the people I served with, because, I mean... I probably shouldn't have been on the same, like, the job I did in the Navy. I should have, uh, taken the, the exam to get in the military, retook it, and gotten a different job, like, in IT or something, because I would have enjoyed that more, but nevertheless, um, I'm in IT now, uh, theoretically, so... I'm going to get my bachelor's eventually, so all is well. But um, yeah, the the infrastructure in Japan was crazy. I'm, that was cool. You could go anywhere. Highways were great. Um, towns were very small, and they were. I mean, you like the whole area of what is known as where our base was, Yakuska, there was crazy amounts of people there. I, I don't know the numbers, but I think it was like 300,000. Here, I'll look this up, but it was, it was cool. I mean, I like Japan, and it, this was there with Japan allowed to be the Navy base. So, I guess they weren't too happy to give us a, their land and give us a navy base there, but it happened. And I have no ill will against Japan. I didn't. But it was a great country. I had a lot of fun there. Um, I'd go back. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of cool sights. It's 
it's awfully city and it can there's also some good countryside as well which is a good mix if those two areas are you know close to one another um that's why like i wouldn't want to live in somewhere like new york city because i mean granted like it's easy to get to or there is like upstate new york but it's kind of hard to get to upstate new york because you have to get through new york city to get to upstate new york so i wouldn't want to live there but like japan is a a good place i like i like japan an awful lot i liked all the things i did there a lot of sightseeing they had some cool buildings and stuff like that and i like the freedom of being able to travel without a car i would like that to be here in the united states but that sort of thing just doesn't exist they abandon the train and go with the automobile and or the car and i just i don't know i get tired of driving but i've driven i mean i mean i've been a lot of places in the u.s but i've the amount of distance i've traveled is probably as long as the unit the u.s as far as i've driven in this country but um yeah it was uh i really enjoyed japan i would i liked it uh i think our town was like where the base was was near uh where the nissan plant was so yakuska japan is located on a peninsula in a prefecture in japan and i guess i don't know what the total area of what yakuska is it is i mean it's part of the greater i guess you could say the city of tokyo area so a lot of spillover comes into these towns and you can if you lived in yakuska or somewhere around there you could travel to tokyo and work i'm sure i i never did those things so whatever but um the city has a population of 409,000 of yakuska and that's that's kind of crazy to me thinking that like here in the united states for a city to have 409,000 people you'd have to like it usually has to be like i don't know how long like 20 square miles like 20 square miles wide at least one city has to be from 20 miles wide give or take like uh let me think uh so san antonio's like that's a city i've been to several times or a couple times it's about a million i'd say and it's probably about i don't know like 15 20 miles wide maybe wider and it's huge like the amount of land that's needed for for here in the united states but like here in the united states we want you know more land more people like more living area and all that kind of stuff and that's something that people forego in japan and and they just live in these conditions so that's something to think about as well considering that 
they don't have a lot of land to work with and I guess here in the United States we do it's it's just it was hard for me it was a culture shock seeing that and knowing that you could you know walk theoretically from any parts of this town if you wanted to and it's made very pedestrian friendly and that's something here in the United States that we don't think of in my experience coming back to the US and being an adult I never really was an adult living in the US pre-Navy so yeah it's a lot of uh, sidewalks and like you couldn't cross road like there's no like here in Baton Rouge for instance where I live I, I drive around I, I do Uber. I used to do Uber for a while. I haven't done it in a while, but it's just, I, I don't know. I just have a family and I just don't care. I'm lazy. But uh, if I, I don't know. If I did it, I guess I'll do it soon, but I don't know. We'll see. Probably not. I'm not giving any promises on doing Uber. But uh, so, like, if you drive. Like, I drive around here, and I see, like, uh, there's a lot of these, I had to look these things up, like, there's these bikes that are spray-painted white, and they're chained to certain areas around town around here, and, um, I did a lot of research, and, I mean, it's, these, these roads around here in Baton Rouge, there's not a lot of crosswalks, there's not a lot of, like, there, it's just made for cars. It was made for cars first, pedestrians last. And, and like, it's awful. Like, because where I live, it's about... Where I'd feel comfortable walking is probably about... I would say at most two to three miles that I feel comfortable. And, and in this city, I've seen some of the worst driving I've seen driving around. And I'm just being honest I, I don't know how many people have driven in Baton Rouge Louisiana but um according to WAFB um I guess uh Baton Rouge is named the worst drivers in all of the state I don't know how they uh get the survey and how that goes out and what's what with all that but um yeah I think that uh yeah it's comparatively um I've met a lot of in the Navy I remember meeting a lot of good friends and we hung out and did cool stuff and I got to see a lot of cool things sightsee and all that kind of stuff and I enjoyed most of that and uh you know and it's uh it's kind of I don't know it was cool there like you could see Mount Fuji there was there's a lot of stuff to do, and I don't know. I just gotta like I come back to the U.S. Going back to my introvert ways, it was you know I'm not good at finding stuff to do, but I'm getting better as I go along, and you know having more fun as the years go on, and you know I'm getting up and I'm 31 now, not that old, but you know I've done some cool stuff around here, you know. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed Japan. Um, 
anything specific I did. I remember one time we went to, uh, this was the only time I went near Mount Fuji. I, I wouldn't necessarily want to climb Mount Fuji. That sounds like a great ordeal to do. But, um, I went near there to a theme park, and that was pretty cool. They had, like, some crazy, uh, roller coasters that did all kind of crazy, uh, like, loops and stuff. I guess because the Japanese were like, well, let's get the most, uh, loops for a roller coaster. So they made one, and I guess it was safe. I didn't die, so here I am. But, um, yeah, but... I, I, it's crazy that I did that considering I have a pretty terrible fear of heights um, and that's probably why I wouldn't want to climb Mount Fuji I, some guys I know did it when you're not supposed to do it they did it during like the off season when the mountain is completely covered in snow and it's dangerous but they still went up there and did it like a bunch of idiots but whatever I remember hearing about that I was like you guys are insane but I know that's I guess that's white people for you um even though I am white but um yeah it was uh but yeah I a lot of good times there I would I don't know if I'd live there because it's you know they don't speak my language and it, it would just be hard to relate to people and I'm sure there's not I mean most people's language first is Japanese and if they care to learn English that's on them but I'm sure a lot of the population doesn't and, and Japanese would be a hard language to learn I learned a few words just to get by and I just wasn't interested in learning Japanese so uh, America suits me for now. I don't know. I guess if I had to abandon America, I would go to Canada. So, we'll see. Or, I don't know. I, I don't know about the UK. I don't think I would want to go there. Australia's pretty cool. I'd probably go there, but the there's a lot of dangerous shit in that country. So, like, animal-wise. So, I'd have to... I don't know. Animals, I think about wildlife, and I'm, I get all paranoid about it. But, uh, anyways, yeah, I think uh, I rambled for about 18 minutes here, but whatever. Uh, I also wanted to talk about a current event, at least. Uh, I didn't put a lot of thought and effort into this week's episode, but that's fine. Um, this week, uh, I wanted to talk about the Amazon burning down, and, um, that is a very serious thing in this country, about, I mean, not in this country, in this world, I should say, because, I mean, we need the Amazon, it's, it's our, I mean, I think there's a, a stat saying that like 20% of the world's oxygen comes from the Amazon, and that's a, that's, crazy to believe that I don't know if our carbon footprint in this country or China's carbon footprint or whatever country is causing these things but I think that 
to cause a the Amazon to burn down. It's, I don't know what's going on. I mean, maybe somebody's just lighting fires for all I know. But uh, I was going to play a little sound clip from CNN. And uh, we'll see if you guys like it. Oh, oops. I'll let the. Uh, yes. I'll mute the ad for now. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I hope maybe they'll put the fires out. But I mean, firefights is. Zill's largest thing. city plunged into darkness. Black clouds filling the sky. Blanketing Sao Paulo Monday afternoon. Thick smoke billowing from more than 2,700 kilometers away, where fires are consuming the world's largest rainforest. The Amazon basin is burning at a record rate, according to Brazil's research center. More than 72,000 fires have scorched the country this year, an over 80% increase compared to the same period in 2018. Flames destroying one and a half football fields of rainforest every minute of every day. Smoke spreading across nearly half of Brazil, visible from space more than a week ago. Even spilling into neighboring Peru, Bolivia, and Paraguay. <coughs> now the haze stretches across South America, spreading along the East Atlantic coast. Though fires are common here in Brazil's dry season, climate scientists say this is far from the norm. Instead, environmentalists point to land raised at unprecedented levels as a new government encourages industry to develop the Amazon region. Brazil's right-wing president has brushed off environmental concerns as he vows to open the rainforest to business interests. Since he took office in January, rates of deforestation have soared as Jair Bolsonaro remains indignant to international criticism. Take your money and reforest Germany. Bolsonaro bristled at Germany and Norway's decision to suspend funding to Brazil. Now, as attention turns to wildfires surging at unprecedented rates, Bolsonaro is deflecting blame. Without evidence, he points to non-governmental organizations. Regarding the fires in the Amazon, I am under the impression that it could have been set by the NGOs because they had asked for money. What was their intention? To bring about problems for Brazil? Home to hundreds of indigenous tribes, the Amazon rainforest is rich in wildlife and natural resources. Often called the lungs of the earth, the rainforest supplies 20% of the world's oxygen. If it burns to a point of no return, environmentalists warn it could turn into a dry savanna and begin emitting carbon instead, plunging the planet ever deeper into a climate change crisis. Shasta Darlington, Sao Paulo, CNN. Yeah, so that's not... That would suck uh, if that happened. Um... I don't know, like, that would suck if uh, some, like, organization asked for money and didn't get it, and then they went and set the forest, at, like, on fire. I mean, that's crazy radical behavior. Um, I, I have no uh, information about that. I just know that it happened, and or is happening and that it's important for this earth and 
I hope these sort of things don't uh, take a toll. I hope this uh, isn't as bad as what CNN like tried to lay out there. Maybe they embellished it a little bit, but I hope that you know the burning rainforest doesn't create a a desert or. And I, I don't understand the science by why carbon would, you know, hurt the earth. I'm sure that's a chemical thing that affects the atmosphere in some kind of way. And that's not a good thing, so uh, I don't know. I have to do research about that, but I do think that, you know... I'm wondering if Brazil or any other uh, agency organization is going to uh, actually uh, fight the fires like uh, here in America when we fight the fires of California. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So, anyways, um, I've been doing this podcast for uh, 26 episodes now um, I hope all my listeners have enjoyed this um, I apologize for any period of uh, going ghost and uh, not putting out a, a podcast each week I'm sure people like listening to me weekly or I know I know some people that listen to me weekly and enjoy what I have to say. So um, I, I hope, and, and, and I'm sure there's others who don't, and I don't really, that's not going to offend me. That's your opinion, so whatever. But um, honestly, if people listen to the bitter end of this podcast, Please email me at ramblinrunnels at gmail.com um, or message me, direct message me on various social medias. And um, I uh, share the podcast on all these platforms. I make social media posts. So if anyone, um, I know my audience isn't very big at all, but I mean, it's, it's a decent size. So, um, yeah like and subscribe to my podcast it's on uh, iTunes Google Play, Spotify Stitcher and uh, other places um, if anyone knows of other places that would be easier to them for me to submit my feed please let me know I'm not aware of all podcast hosting platforms and I've tried uh, some feeds like uh, iHeartRadio and they wouldn't accept my podcast, but that's fine. Other people can find me on all these other platforms. Spotify is probably a good one. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast.